Uh, well, hello, neighbors. Welcome to our part two of hanging out here with our fun little neighbor, uh, Michael from True Anomaly Brewing Company here in Houston, Texas. So what's going on, all you uh, fun neighbors out there? Welcome, and Philip, hello to you. Yeah, hey, buddy. This is So part one, you got me on the slide into the mic, and part two, he gets me mid-sip. I think I'm being sabotaged here. <laughs> I, I, I just get excited. I'm ready to roll. I know you are. So, I know you are. Uh, but anyway, let's go on this journey, because we are going to be talking and with Michael a little bit more about these beautiful beers that he has brought, award-winning beers that he has oh. brought. We're actually going to put him to the test as well, see if he can find his own beer uh, at a, a little bit of a taste test. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about some Houston fun that you guys can have with brewing in the area. Ooh, let's <laughs> get into it. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, all you neighbors out there. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, if you haven't, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. That little notification bell will tell you when new episodes drop. Um, go ahead right now. We'll wait. Hit it. Do it. Click it. Anyway, uh, we thank you guys for joining us here on Neighbors Don't Knock and welcoming Michael also again. Yeah, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, I feel like we can do better than that. That was better. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Michael, Michael, yeah. like, that is a relative, yeah. a relative concept here. Yeah. Uh, honestly, y'all, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to part one of this episode, I highly recommend that you do. Michael gave us a little bit of the history of True Anomaly Brewing and his history as a... Uh, you know, wheeler and dealer for NASA right here in, in the greater Houston area. So it was a really, really good listen. It's worth checking out. It, it's a good lead Which up to Apparently today. working at NASA leads you to drink and start beer companies. So we're, we're getting to the bottom of that. Yeah, we're right not now. the only ones. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a very competitive market. I, I have. <laughs> NASA was like, we lost we gotta, another one. <laughs> we got to edge them out. <laughs> I have, I have tremendously high confidence that quite a lot of the space program was come up with over drinks somehow in, in on, on almost every level, I think. I, I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, it's it's got to be a lot of stress uh, yeah. over there, you know, like an air traffic controller or something, yeah. you know. But, you, you but on a larger, a yeah, larger they, yeah. level. They used to allow them to smoke back there, too. Ooh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's man. right. The old school All days, nicotine right? nicotine stress. <laughs> yellow fingers everywhere. Yeah. Is, is that why they had to get new... New like spaces and upgrade everything because just yeah. like the smoke is just living living yeah. in all the old equipment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> upgrade here, yeah, right? Okay. I mean, oh wait, uh, okay. I've I think I've heard this by some other employees that have worked there, but correct me if I'm wrong. On your first day, or they, or I guess your first early year do they have you guys sleep over and they show you first day <laughs> okay besides the aliens do they have you guys i've heard rumors that they make you watch apollo 13 in mission control where it was where it actually happened so that 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 is a thing that happens okay it is a thing that happens. Uh, okay so i will say here's the thing though it's actually a, a very special occurrence it doesn't just happen for any old bloke that gets hired it's oh, usually got it. okay it's usually because there's a uh organized segment or maybe your new employee orientation or something like that 
and they group you together and, and you get an opportunity to go do that. Uh, so we had an opportunity. I, I had an opportunity to go do that. I also had a very special opportunity to go do that with Gene Krantz, actually wow. uh, commentate and, and give a lecture at the beginning and throughout the showing, which was a whole nother level. People, people probably would have paid good money for oh that. Oh my God. Okay. I was very poor, so I'm, I'm glad they allowed <laughs> me to do that at the time as, as a college student. I would have paid a lot of money to do that. That, that was awesome. And But I mean, was it was it weird? Did he ever mention how weird it was to, like, to, to see himself being portrayed on the screen? Like, you know, no, <laughs> under that, yeah, no. I, if, if, uh, if you knew Gene, Gene's uh, is true to personality. I think the one they had up there is... It's pretty spot on, you know. Uh, I think it was Ed, Ed Harris played Gene yeah. Kranz in the in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He's like, it was good enough. It was good enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was good. Yeah. All right, All right, he, so, did, he did the job. <laughs> so here's a question about that. So when you're when you're with a whole bunch of fellow NASA people and you're watching the movie, does the constellation Urine line still get a laugh? Mm-hmm. No, falls on deaf no. ears, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Say, same result it got here. That was my prediction. Here, the, Philip, this is this is the reaction you wanted. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that movie and like everyone was giggling at that line. I was like, oh, really, guys? <laughs> yeah, they're over it. You know, nerd nerds are the new cool kids these days. You know, everybody's sporting those NASA shirts and and really supporting the moon. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Well, for those of you that are just tuning in uh, uh, via on YouTube or, you know, we're not on live TV, so I don't know why I said just tuning in, but, you know, I I can dream, right? Uh, but if you guys heard our previous episode of part one with Michael, we talked about his beer company, True Anomaly Brewing, uh, here in Houston, Texas. Uh, also, he was uh, worked at NASA. And everyone actually with the company worked at NASA. They came together and started this brewing company. And we're going to dive into a little bit of a quick taste test here because right. you, we last time we were drinking um, some really nice small beer. giant, small giant, small giant. To grisette, to summer saison. Ooh, fancy! <laughs> do, you have, do you have a different voice for each? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each type of or this is Scout Mexican style lager. Okay, uh, yeah, that's right. It's right here. Uh, for those of you that are listening, um, it looks wonderful. It does. Uh, what is that little guy in the corner? What's that? Little, that's, keep turning. Keep turning. Keep turning. Keep turning. Keep turning. Oh, no, keep little, turning. Keep oh, turning. Wait, wait, keep wait. turning. Ooh, what's that say? Oh, it's it says, uh, I don't even have glasses. Oh, American, no. uh, uh, a beer festival. Oh, something beer festival. Silver medal. Great American beer festival. There it is. Well, there it is. Right there. There. Thanks I for pointing that it. one out. <laughs> that was great. Look at you there. What a quality product. We, we've been tasting for a while now. <laughs> so, so, yes. Okay. So, for the uh, American Beer Festival, it was a 2021 silver that's finishing. Right. There you go. So yeah. awesome, awesome. So now, congrats on that. Congrats on that. Yeah, yeah. That's the Oscars. That's that's the Oscars. That one. is the that's Oscar. That's the national okay. one. Got it. Okay. So so we put that one to the test of two other similar style beers that we didn't tell Michael which beer was in what mm. cup. So we're gonna let him just kind of taste, and we do have a little uh, dump pitcher um, okay. for those that. <laughs> I feel that will be your okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. So so let's uh, let's see what he's gonna do with this. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Oh yeah, a little buttery on that one. It was a, okay. a little buttery. Yeah. All right. We're gonna get through these quick. Don't you worry. All right. Okay. You don't. You don't one. need to like water and wa- and spit and wash. No, you're like. Uh, I think I could tell excellence oh, between okay. piss. <laughs> oh, <find out. laughs> okay. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> 
was number two. I don't know. It was number two, yeah. Either. Don't give this one to anybody. <laughs> no, was, I don't know. I don't got that one. All right, that look. This looks like our product here. Okay, um, so and, so which uh, one? Which one do you feel was yours? This guy right here, the one that is crisp and clear and wonderful. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Oh, hey, look at that. Shocking. Higher. There, more cheers, more cheers. More cheers. You got it, more cheers. (laughs) Shocking, shocking to you. We'll find the one that that you enjoyed the most. What were these other two uh, piss-filled cups that we had? The first one that you tried was a Modelo. Oh, man, I thought you were going to go after the local crowd, but <laughs> just keep it a Jermaine. Oh, look at you. Uh, Low-key shade. So that, so that was the Modelo. And then the third one was the Dos Equis. Mm. And you can tell. That's so, the thing. So, yeah. yeah. So congratulations. So when you're at your nearest yeah. establishment, you ask for a scout from True Anomaly. <laughs> So well done, well done. I like that. So that brings me to a question. For for our local listeners especially, where can they pick up your beers outside of the brewery? We're uh, H-E-B, Total Wine, um, Central Market. I mean, if you're retail, you know, just looking to pick up a four-pack, six-pack, whatever. Most uh, beer bars around town that are catering to craft beer, you can find us. Uh, most retail locations, again, if, uh, if you're not seeing it there, let us know. Let them know. Great. What made this one so special? Getting that silver medal. Did you did you have some yet? I, I have not. <laughs> I, I I've not tried it yet. I, I I had to I had to test you first, but no, I, I was tempted because the can was open. <laughs> uh, so uh, so actually, we uh, won this as a uh, international logger. So again, there's over there's about a hundred hundred plus styles, right? So you were talking wine, sommelier, whatever earlier, you know, and just knowing the plethora of styles out there, beer is no different, right? There's a hundred plus styles that they have you know, judging criteria on that. You know, here's what the ideal style tastes like. Here's where you should fall into. Here's the range for those things. So for this international style, again, a light, light, easy drinker. This is about four and a half percent. So ABV is taken into consideration. The look, the feel, the carbonation. Um, again, any off flavors, those are no-nos, right? We don't want anything like that. And a beer like this, and really why it's a point of pride for us as a brewery, a light lager, anything lighter in character is harder to mask any um off flavors or ill effects of the beer right so the lighter it is um generally the more pure that you can take away uh the product from and then how pure and how clean or how proficient efficient the brewing um system cycle and, and process is right so for us we're walking away hey this got a silver medal it means it wasn't number one number two we'll take it right but at that level Quite honestly, a podium you know, finish, man. Podium finish. You're walking away. There you you know, you're, you know, uh, and Nat's eyelash behind the next guy. You know, good job, team. High fives. Yeah. And for us, uh, the larger message there is to we've taken away about a dozen different medals, accolades from various competitions, awards. So for us, it's just stringing together a you know history and a you know trend of quality beverages, right? So hey, you're getting something from us. Hopefully, you know, it's picking up the trend that this is a quality product. It's going to be in the style that we're looking for. Or if it's something more peculiar, like some of these we're about to dip in here very, very shortly. All right. uh, then, you know, it's, it's you know, tingling something in the back of your throat that you didn't even know it could happen. We're going to get to that. So as we work our way into that, let me ask you about this more. Well, you do that. I'm going to I'm gonna have a little taste of this. There you go. So, so with this particular type of lager, you're talking about it being much harder to mask anything that's weird, right? So it's probably less opportunity to get crazy creative with it but is there anything about yours that you can uh, give our listeners or our viewers without giving up any 
secrets about kind of what separates, you know, your product apart with that style beer from, let's say, the crap from the grocery store that you just tasted? Sure. Yeah. So I, again, it's it's quality products in, quality products out. Uh, a lot of people, I think, tend to forget that uh, beer is a food product. <laughs> So uh, while we're used to seeing, you know, cans on shelves or having cans and fridges for what seem like eternity, right? At the end of the day, that really is a food product, right? It came out of grain. It came out of hops, yeast, right? The same thing that you make bread with type basic elements, right? And you know bread's going to go bad. Beer goes bad too. Beer handled, processed incorrectly. Skunk beer we were talking about at one point in time. You know, if it goes through, doesn't have proper cooling or not set in proper refrigeration, sits outside, comes back in. When you have macro beer, a lot of those things tend to happen. I mean, you're getting a product, it's getting shipped all around the nation, it's coming to you, sure, it's hitting different trucks, trucks and... different things. I mean, they can try their best, but at the end of the day, local's going to have a more, you know, quality, refined, fresh product. Yeah, I was, right? hesitant, I was hesitant to use the word fresh, but I'm glad that you did, because it sure sounds like that's a big part of it, right? Oh, it's it is. And, and again, I, I don't shorten think... that timeline from brewery to, to your mouth. No, and you right? do. You want fresh product, just like anything else. You want fresh beer. You do. You really do. So, and 100%, like, go to local breweries, and even if they're not the best of the best, the freshness of their beer is still going to be better than half the random stuff you might pick up off the shelves because it's sat on that shelf for months on lawn or it was in travel for months and end that you didn't know about. So, you know, you're going to get a rolling rock or a Modelo or a Corona or something, especially those light bottles. Like that's a big no, no, honestly, like anybody who's in the beer, you know, industry, light struck beer, right? Anything that the actual sun UV can hit the side of the bottle and then make its way into not great for the beer. Hmm. So those light color bottles, that's a selling point. That's not good for the beer. It's making the beer worse. That beer sits around, sat in an area, sat in a bar somewhere, you know, where maybe the sun was hitting it out in some, you know, ice somewhere. It's it's not making it better. Yeah, it's always that Corona commercial when they're on the beach in the pure sunlight, right, with a clear bottle. <laughs> it looks so nice, right? <laughs> yeah. And it is. It looks nice and refreshing, but that's a selling point. I mean, just yeah. so we're being honest with each other. All right, all right cool. Well, I mean, it's that's like, like commercials, like they it. don't There's use just, real food sometimes, you know? I mean, they'll put out fake... Oh, mashed potatoes are butter, yeah, right? Exactly, like butter, because like, yeah. it holds, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can film for hours on end, and it's not going to... Absolutely, down. yeah. Stuff like that. Although... Is it? Do you feel that it's helping? Just kind of jumping into you know, the social aspect of, of the, the business. Do you feel, especially recently with all this stuff with Bud Light and the commercials and all the the spokespeople, and that is that helping smaller indus the smaller industries of the craft brew, like with how much turmoil that has gone through, or is are people really blowing it up? Is it really being, I should say, over exaggerated? Sure. Yeah. So. Um yeah, I'm not sitting on those board meetings. So I don't know yeah, how it's yeah, affecting yeah, their bottom yeah. line. But I, you know, from what I read and I try to keep, you know, this is my industry. I try to keep pretty close tabs on it. Um, it does appear as though there's a prolonged and lasting impact from the backlash on the Bud Light stuff, right? So oh, wow. they stepped into the fray, got slapped on the hand from, you know, maybe their core users or whatever have you. And that particular brand style has, uh, you know, taken a hit and it seems like it's prolonging. I mean, we're months in now and sales are still down from what it looks like. That being say, said, those same that same conglomerate, AB InBev, they own many other brands that your everyday person might turn to. Let's say you were drinking Bud Light and now you're moving to Bush Light. Bush Light's still owned by those guys. So, yeah. you know, while that 
segment style of beer went down for them. That's turning a couple knobs in the background, being like, all right, produce less of this, produce more of that, similar price points, similar styles. You know, so I don't know how much it's actually impacting. And again, I mean, we'll see what their quarterlies or 10K or whatever comes out. And yeah. We really want to go dig into it. But at the end of the day, how is it actually affecting their bottom line? I have to imagine they're probably going to weather the storm okay. And in a in a different light, in a different page from that, quite honestly, the segment of people that are being turned off by that messaging aren't necessarily going to get turned on by local craft beer. I can tell you, you know, at True Anomaly and I'm and and pretty much every other brewery that's local craft and supporting the local community, they're all pretty f- friendly to that same crowd, right? And that messaging isn't going to be any different. So, if you've got an anti-LGBT, you know, um, meth, you know, mindset, and that's not something or a beer or a product or you know, if it's a part of that, you're going to boycott it. Okay, that's great, but there aren't going to be too many local craft beers that you're going to be able to turn to that haven't embraced that same community as part of being in the community. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, we talked about before, talked about in the past and, you know, the general brew sense, you know what I mean? Like brew community is the one that serves who's serving it. Right. And we serve everybody around us. We're over there in the East end. It's very, uh, divergent, culturally diverse, Everybody's well, in welcome. Houston in general, yeah, we're a very, very diverse city. and Right, and there's nobody in Houston. And again, this is from a business perspective. There's nobody in Houston that's going to say, oh, no, we don't align with that community, or we're going to have a stiff arm to that community right. or anything else. You're going to ostracize more than you're going to gain. So from that perspective, where these beer drinkers are going that have an issue with this and can't associate them with a brand like Bud Light or Budweiser now because now they pr- decided to pick up the sponsorship that, again, any local crap brewery would probably do. Like, I don't know where they're going to go. So yeah. they're going to the Bush Light. They're going to, uh, you know, Natural Light. They're going to wherever that, you know, Keystone or whatever have you that, again, isn't probably um, much different than the parent company there. Or they're going to Miller Light or Cooler's Light, and not for nothing. But if you went and actually did any modicum of research, all of those big brands have also aligned themselves with that same community in the past. I mean, you've had Cooler's Mountains, Rocky Mountains, with you know rainbows behind it and right. great yeah, sunshines yeah. and everything else. So you know, again, it's not that to me that this is why it's a little bit inane, and I just don't necessarily understand this community at large. Is that you know. Every big beer brand is has come out of the closet per se, you know, about supporting these communities. And every small brand has come come out and supported these communities too. So if you're a beer drinker, like I don't know where you're really taking your support to sure. to think that like, oh, I'm carved out of this. Because again, if you're a parent company, if you're A B InBev, that same parent company is still yeah, it's arbitrary lines, right? Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Why are you drawing the line here, it, and knowing that they're still doing these other things? Yeah. And I can guarantee you, again, there's no small business that it didn't boost us up that we okay. got that right. If that's like the bottom line, well, like I mean, I just like don't. We're know. not seeing that as a direct translation. If anything, they move to other big bear brands, or maybe they move to other uh, products, right? But you're becoming more prominent to Seltzers or uh, you know um, CBD products or Delta Eight products or. Um, yeah. some of these other things that are that are coming up. You know, maybe they're looking at other options and they're moving away from this. But we didn't see, you know, a direct correlation that okay. that went down, we went up. 
Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. It needs to be kind of let go personally, but I also am glad to hear that it's not a correlation that is happening there. So, well, I like no, where I your head's at with your uh, your preparation here. A- yeah. As you prepare those, let me yeah, ask you a question. I'm good at you know just He's multitasking. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go through the social issues. We're, gonna <laughs> yeah. we're also gonna get this next one going on. We here. are gonna get this, well, but this I is like one that. of my favorite sounds. So we got to get this going. S- Oh, oh, that's a nice. good sound. It is a good okay. sound. So th- it brings up an interesting question, though, because as, as a local business owner here in Houston specifically, and as a craft, uh, is it beer master or just <laughs> ha- what? what is Bre- the correct Bre- term? Brewmaster, brew right? Brew yeah, master? so brewmaster is, uh, I think, uh, an older generic term, director of brewing operations. Oh, okay. Generally, you know, what we look at. All right. I'm the CEO over there, so I don't, well, I don't touch All right, so we'll, we'll just call it. <laughs> I sell the beer. CEO. We'll just call it as, as being, uh, you know, uh, uh, owner, founder, and CEO of a, of a craft brewing uh, brewery. What do you find kind of pulls people's levers locally that take them to or from the brewery? Like, is there anything other than the pandemic, obviously? So, yeah, uh, a lot of lessons learned, actually, from that one. So, to two prong there. So pandemic's kind of its own thing. I'll talk about that in sure. a second. But uh but in general, uh new beer styles, new products, uh, excitement around programming in general. So um we offer now, you know, probably a stable of 6 to 8 beers that you can find in the supermarket retail across bars in Houston pretty regularly. Right? Um that being said about once twice a month we try to put out a new style of beer. And Once, we have twice that. a month. Wow. And you right. said about a four-week process from... Yeah, so we're constantly innovating, renovating, uh, doing new things to beer, right? Wow. Um, uh, and well, now I know our... why you guys had to stop working for NASA. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't, can't do it all. So, uh, and we're very explorative. So one of our taglines, drink boldly for the explorers. Like, we're pushing boundaries of beer. We take beer, we add different things to it, and really, you know, try to uh, help cultivate... Um, you know, the styles of beers that people might try, but also within styles that maybe they are used to, different variations within that to, to help peak that. So um, so that honestly is uh, a big piece of getting people into the bar, getting them to try out new things. Again, just seeing what's different from what we can get out at the general marketplace. We can get it back at our place. And then, like I said, programming. So, you know, we have trivia night, we've got Loteria, we've got, uh, you know, we had a uh, true crime guy come out uh, just last week. Brought get, a poly- a, get a mentalist. He brought a polygraph machine with <laughs> oh, him. Oh, did he so really? That was, okay. was kind of cool. All right. And, you know, <laughs> checking out, see how it's going. Should If you didn't hear about it, we did a bad job advertising. So you guys need to help us out with that next <laughs> That's time. That's a deal. That's well, a deal. If right yeah. now, first of all, do you guys it, advertise on your website? Where do you guys advertise? Yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, largely through social media. Okay. We do broadcasts out there, Facebook, yada, yada. We'll make sure um, we put the social media links uh, for the Instagram and everything in the episode description, so make sure you check that out. If not, make sure you guys go to trueanomalybrewing.com. Again, link in the episode description. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just to check and, it out. And i like to give a little shout-out, actually, to our friends over at Great Day Houston, because recently I know that you were involved in a very big yeah, interview with them and a big tour of the brewery. And since we're yeah. not going to get into... 
kind of the ins and outs, the technicalities of brewing in, in our show, at least. I highly recommend that you all go and check that out. It's really worth watching. It's a really good interview. And we'll put up the link to that in our Yeah, absolutely. Well. And hello, Great Day Houston, uh, you know, because we've, hey. we've had uh, several uh, other guests that have been on Great Day Houston. So much love to them as well. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. No, they're so, great. They're job. great for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so absolutely. Tell so, us a uh, bit about what you just yeah. poured. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, so, you had a uh, nice little sound. I'm sitting here holding this and I'm resisting. So, uh, so this is one of two bottle offerings we have for a special package this month. We'll get into that in a little bit, but, uh, this is called white dwarf and it's a stage in a star cycle. So white dwarfs, uh, towards the end there. And, uh, this is a Saison infused with a uh, white wine, if you will. So it's kind of like a little cider. So no, 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 it's not, okay. no, 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 no. Don't you shut your dirty mouth. Just, <laughs> so, yeah, no. I'll so, just drink. I'll just drink. Yeah, we yeah. got along so well up yeah. until that moment. <laughs> so what th- happened, tell me Brian? more about what's been going on in your life. So, well, it's too bad that I controlled the board. Click <laughs> and mute. So, so, so when, right. you say, when you say a, a, it's a white, white wine. wine. Yeah. Yeah. So these are Gewürztraminer grapes. Uh, they have been uh, on a base of Saison refermented for about three months. Uh, extracts a lot of the flavor profile from the grapes themselves blends it in with that tr- traditional Saison, right? So this is a kind of blended wine beer uh, amalgamation, if you will. It's the first one we've done. We actually did this one. We did the red as well. That's one we're going to taste uh, shortly hereafter. And uh, and this was a collaboration we did actually with um, a uh, marketing firm called Pennebaker uh, okay. that's here in Houston. So again, keeping things local. Uh, these guys have uh, been doing some really fun, interesting stuff with us. Uh, their team was super excited about getting on board and doing some uh, fun thing with wine. They had some special connections with some vintners uh, that gave us access to the grapes. So uh, that's very cool. So we got whole grapes refermented over this guy. So again, if you like wine, if you like beer, the marriage of these two worlds in this product and the next one we're gonna try, I'm gonna tell you, we were very excited about this. Hands down, is uh, top ten. And we again, we've won some medals. We've done some things. But it's, it's nice. Top ten. This is this is up there. This is one of uh, full, sorry, full sorry, disclosure. Really I, I was, delicious uh, products. You dove in. You dove oh, in. Yeah, I yeah. dove in. Yeah. <laughs> full, full, full disclosure. I had no idea <laughs> nice. that that was even a possible thing. Blending wine grapes with beer. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite curious. Yeah. If you haven't tasted it yet, Brian. Oh no, I I, I it's very delightful actually. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it it seems like this would be a really nice uh, little summer drink. Yeah. What I'm gonna do. It's just because we're in the mix of it. That's I'm gonna give you the red, just so we can keep okay. going with it. We'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But uh, but just so we can, you know, keep the keep the conversation going. That is a fascinating, fascinating mix of flavors. That is delicious. This I, is this yeah. is yeah. So uh, so who's, here, what I just got whose got artery you guys, did you slice? Yeah, to pour so this? this is the same base, same saison base. Uh, very chardonnay looking on the uh, here, white I'll, dwarf. I'll hold, I'll hold them up for our, light. for our viewers. Yeah, right very here. light, easy. Angles, yeah, yeah. yeah so chardonnay on the white right. there. You get rid of that uh, little and very very nice look on yeah. the Malbec. So the red is a Malbec, and you can just see this, this is very right berry. It's very like got a nice garnet. Yeah. type uh deep redness to it right and if you take a taste right to even on the nose the aroma you know very berries black cherry pomegranate really mm. comes through on this one i would say between the two the uh the malbec the 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 red grape berry forward really comes through if you're into i like, wow. I like that one yeah if you're into wow. uh red wine 100% uh this is this is if we were having a uh, head-to-head competition, this one's leading the pack right now. Okay. Although I really enjoyed the other one, the Gewürztraminer. Both of them are excellent in the representation. Um, 
and I think pair well as you might a red or white dinner pairing just the same. This is and uh, so these are these are beers though. This is beer, not fifty one plus percent malt, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So okay. beer. So when what do they retail for, or what do you guys sell them for? I should say. So we sell these for sixteen a bottle. Okay, and they're in seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. You can see them right here. I mean, it's the same size format that you would find a uh, a wine bottle in. Okay, it's sixteen dollars a bottle. That's correct. Yeah, That's, and wow. Store and storing them just regular refrigerator, or they need to go in a wine fridge or anything Refri- like that. I mean, no, it, just, just, okay. Yeah. Either one's gonna be fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. And honestly, in a just like you would store and age them just like you would wine. So, and the thing with really? these, just the same. Uh, they age really, really well. So the white and the red, or the red better than the white in terms both, of the both are gonna age very well. So the okay. the difference between these beers and the ones I was talking before, again, in the sense of being a food product, that scout that you know, early young drinking beer. We want to get that while it's fresh. Yeah. These guys that are more, you know, wine world, I'm going to try another one with you guys that are bottle conditioned. You can age these beers. You can, you know, let them have, put them on the shelf. They're going to, you know, mature and, and flavor profile, get a little bit more complex. Nice. Well, this nice, is, this is a nice. big education for me. And, and I assume that means for some of our viewers and our listeners as well, who have never even known that you can do this, if you're as ignorant as I am, let me ask so you. it's like is a new there drink a, for you. It, I'm, uh, this, is, this is trouble. Is, is there a, <laughs> a, a collector's market for these types of blended beers? Yeah, so there is. Uh, so we're not the first ones to go, you know, out into this field and see see what it looks like. The uh, a lot of other people have, have forayed into it previous to us. Um, Jester King is actually uh, a strong, uh, um, notable character in the brew industry um, here in Texas. So they're out of Austin. They're okay. probably going to be the the most tenured um, that have been doing different interesting styles of beers. And I would say outside of Texas, there's probably and across the nation, probably about fifty breweries or so that do do really well have, have built a reputation around doing these styles of beers right and we're kind of climbing up that list and becoming more notable around these styles and we'd like to be yeah right? what what tell me just a, a quick little thing about this one it's right. like a labelless bottle. This is this is very. It is. I, I know. I was like, what is he giving? So us? I look. Look. I'm gonna save this one <laughs> for like, you. If You're, I pass, um, if I just fall over, your SO is gonna love this for us. <laughs> so it's eight and a half percent. It's called Sea of Waves. Uh, this is our most award-winning beer. Uh, actually, I don't. Um, I don't see the metal on it. So I'm glad. Yeah. Glad I couldn't screw. We that don't one drape up. all of them in metals, Brian. <laughs> Just the first Just one. The, okay, got it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, this is our most award-winning beer, actually. Uh, it's gotten gold uh, back-to-back years here at uh, the Texas Craft Beer Festival that we were uh, highlighting at the beginning of this. It's gotten gold at the Great American Beer Festival, and it got bronze at the World Beer Cup. Wow. That, so, that one should be uh, illuminating. Just, that should yeah. come, come with a, a light on the bottom that just, like yeah. a disco light. That yeah, just, <laughs> just, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. need a label. I'm badass. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we just hand write it on there. Right? <laughs> just a sea of waves. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, uh, so that's our, uh, and again, for us, and, and being humble here, I mean, nobody sets out to make a Is beer that that's going to go do these things. It's it, just or did a, you actually write that on there? No, on I, just, I literally, yeah, that's just, I took oh. this from the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wrote it on there. I was like, that's got to be a tedious, like whoever got that job drew the short straw yeah. <laughs> like, one <laughs> of one thousand in two so yeah. you said it's like cussing your name out. i was like guys michael can't can't <laughs> open his hand you know it's just like the claw yeah so so tell us tell us a bit about what style of beer this is because i'm a little clueless on this before, we, so before i a, taste it it's a barrel aged golden sour so it's going to be another product that you're less familiar with 
The strains in this are lactobacillus pediococcus. Those are strains of yeast that um, are outside of the general uh, um, strains that we use in, in some of these clean styles. Anyway, we're getting a little nerdy here. So, so I've never tasted it, anything like this. Keeping it more personally. broad, it's going to be so lactopedio lower pH, right? So you're going to get that sour element. Right, yeah. And that's where that acidity is coming in. So you're gonna get that acidity from it. The barrel aging, you're gonna get a little nice dry wood characteristic, and this has a nice little minerality. You would say this is actually a little bit like a riesling. Uh, again, if you're okay. looking at it from the rice or, or wine world, you'd say, okay, hey, this has a nice little riesling uh, characteristic to it. Very dry uh, finish. Um, again, about 8% in ABV, so a little lower than a wine. But not but. too, too funky. I mean, it's really it, it's really yeah. a clean drinking um, beer. But let me, let me ask you, so when, when you say um, sour, when, when sour beers were a catchphrase in like the early 2000s, would this fall into that category or? So no, probably not. So uh, sour beers, we do some sour beers. I have Peggy here. Peggy's a fruited sour. That's the Axiom uh, deal I told you about. Um, that is a lemonade hibiscus ale, and that's going to be like a more sour lemonade, and that's what I would associate with that guy. There you go. Right. Yeah. Very, very Peggy. nice. Yeah. 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 Likeness. Peggy, how are you? Yeah. You, well, you know, Peggy. Peggy, you are always welcome on, I'm saving on Neighbors these Don't We're knock. not going to get to these today, but I'm going to save these for delicious, you guys. So, thank you. Yeah. Pe Peggy, we have your beer. You need to come on Neighbors Don't Knock, so we'll have it right here. <laughs> Watch out. She's just my very, very, very sweet lady. Yeah, very nice. Welcome anytime. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm I, i I'm not. I, I've never been a massive beer like connoisseur you know, outside of college, you know, when you drank for, like you were talking earlier. Quantity. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not quality. But I do go, when, I, when, I, when I'm when i out, I, I would pay a little bit more for something that, I was like, well, what am I going to like? I'm not just going to order, ah, just give me that. You know, if it's if it's open bar, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking whatever, whatever feel I feel that, that at that moment. But, but if I'm actually paying for something, I'm with you. I'm like, I'm going to try. Do you do classes? Like events for, and for, classes for yeah. beer tasting? So we've played around uh, both inside, outside. So inside we do educational stuff. Every month we get together, taste people up on our beers, but also just tasting notes, off flavors, different things, educate them. Outside, uh, we occasionally set some some things up. It's um, It was a little difficult through COVID. We uh, kind of got out of the habit of doing it. We're looking at doing some more stuff. Food pairing is uh, actually something we've been leaning a little stronger into. And I, working I was with. about to ask about that, actually, because with these, I was kind of curious. Because, I mean, as you taste, you can kind of be like, oh, I, I would eat this with, you know, I'd have a burger with that, or I would have a steak with that, or yeah. fish with that, you know. Yeah, and that's where, 100%, we're leaning a little bit more in that direction. We're working with other uh, places, again, Indianola, Cultivari, um, uh uh, where are we doing the uh, American Federal Grill? We have a, a tasting coming up where, um, you know, again, we've got five courses. We've got some different styles of beers. We have your everyday drinker beers, but we also have some things with some acidity in them and some funkiness to them that, you know, opens up the portfolio for the chefs and they get real excited about it. And then it gives people who are attending the opportunity to try more interesting products sure. from our end. So that's something we've been leaning into and really, again, getting the market from a different angle to garner interest and, and understand these different, you know, layers and, and varieties of beers that maybe they're less familiar with today. Now, cool. for you guys that want to know more about what's going on and what events they have coming up, you need to make sure you go to their website, trueanomalybrewing.com, and subscribe uh, to their email list 
and like and follow them on all their social media, and you will be in the know about what is going on. Again, if you don't know where to go, the links are in our episode description. Or, you know, just hit us up at NeighborsDon'tKnock.com or email us at admin at NeighborsDon'tKnock.com, and we will send you the info straight away. Um, okay, so we're, we're doing a lot of tastings here, uh, but there there's a lot of events that happen in Houston with with brewing what is you talked earlier and i want to share this with all our viewers and listeners what's a a big one that goes on every year and it it happens kind of around the same time that restaurant week happens yeah so we're uh we actually just kicked off this uh this big event houston craft beer month um it happens during the month of august uh in relation to houston restaurant week if you're familiar with what they're doing same concept uh every brewery participating Provides a $25 package. $3 of that goes to the Houston Food Bank. And uh, we uh, work with all the breweries to ensure we have a variety of different packages there. You know, trying to inspire people to get out, try different things, got to collect them all type thing. But, you know, you can go get 10 tackers over here. We can go get a two-pack over there. We can go get a private tour with uh, an owner, you know, at a designated date. Um, Something to, uh, you know, really get people excited about taking pride in Houston craft beer yeah. for, you know, a specific period of time, but also during a period that we traditionally maybe, um, don't see the best, uh, of sales, you know, and, and really just the people coming out August, generally speaking. And this is essentially why you see Houston restaurant week in, in August, uh, you know, restaurants and bars are really pretty close to tap rooms and brew pubs in the sense that, you know, People are out and about. They're getting their, you know, last summer break travel in. They're getting people set up for uh, school. They're get, starting school, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, jobs are maybe changing. Locations, houses are changing. A lot of people are moving. Well, and is that the, the, is that the draw with, with uh, it, it being similar? Because people, because it's it's not well. I mean, because some breweries, like you guys, talked about doing food, and you're not doing food right now, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So if you moved into that, would you now move into the Houston Restaurant Week, or would you stay? So the beer is more beer focused. More right? beer so focused. Okay. At so the end of the day, it's, like, it's bites, bre- like bar bites. Yeah. Houston okay. Craft Beer okay. Month is really focused on the beer aspect of what breweries are doing. So it's, some breweries it's just, them, that have, just them coming, though. It's not like you guys have to make reservations like no. Houston Restaurant Week. Okay, No, and it's a package. So, okay. I mean, again, in the food level, obviously, you're coming, you're sitting down, you're having a three-course thing. Brewery, you show up like you would regularly. Maybe you're going to have a beer sitting at the bar. Here's a cool package that you can take with you. Those two beers that we tried earlier, have those. You get the red and the white. They're normally $16. You get them part of a package for 25 So you get a discount great get to try a cool new world of things and houston food bank gets a bit of it awesome all right, right. that's a win-win for everybody we, we, we talked earlier yeah. about like points of pride in houston and the houston food bank for all of our listeners and viewers that may not be familiar with it is an absolutely incredible institution it is a great point of pride in houston it feeds a lot of very very needy people so i've always really enjoyed houston restaurant week's yeah. mission to help that cause and you really help spearhead this for the craft breweries right like this is kind of your baby yeah, so uh, at, at True Anomaly in general, we've we've always been looking at what we can do to, you know, help, again, rising tide lifts all ships. Like, yeah. what can we be doing? This past year, we came off of a bit of a win at the Houston, uh, or the Texas Craft Brewers uh, Festival, Brewery of the Year for Texas, 2023. Uh, thank you uh, very much. And that was an opportunity, though. We came back and we said, hey, great for us. You know, of course, we promoted it. We went out, did some announcements, whatever. But then we thought, hey, 
what can we be doing with this to both bring attention to us, but obviously the city of Houston. So this is a, this is for us in part again. And we started some of these conversations earlier of, you know, bringing pride and attention to Houston and go back and listen to part one guys. Yeah. yeah, Go go check out part one of this episode. You know, part of our core values are, you know, being proud Houstonians and why we wanted to establish our place in Houston as opposed to outside of Houston. Right. And, uh, us winning this is great, but it's a Houston win too. So what can we be doing for Houston? How can we leverage that? This was an opportunity for us to say, hey, we just came off this big win. Let's leverage some of that to get the surrounding breweries all to come together while we have the pulpit for a minute, if you will, right? Coordinate with the Houston Food Bank. So they, you know, we again, we're coming off a win. We got a little bit of attention. We want to do with what these guys are doing. Okay, hey, you guys are something. Let's go with it. And they were great, honestly. I mean, I, we didn't need to be anything. They would have worked with us. They, they were great. It's very Houston, I, I Houston like Food that. Bank was awesome. Yeah. Going to talk to those guys, squaring everything's out with them. They couldn't have been easier to work with, you know, and to this day. You know, we're still coordinating with them, uh, you know, on, on different activities and looking forward to what we're going to do next year. Yeah. Well, well, kudos well, to you for doing it. And honestly, to everyone uh, watching and listening, uh, August has come to a close at this point, so you won't be able to do it this year. But for next year, I have no doubt that you all have more and more breweries participating, and it's going to be a really yeah. cool deal. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, Thank put, you. Yeah, put it on your calendar. Uh, make sure you support your local breweries here in the Houston area. And, and wherever you're listening, you know, whether that be New York, California, all of our neighborhoods, that are uh, not local to Houston, you know, go check out your own uh, local breweries or, you know, find out when that when that competition is. And maybe you might see True sure Anomaly here. Brewing yeah, yeah. there going for the gold, you know, with that uh, <laughs> with yeah. that scout. It won't be a silver, it'll be a gold. That's the next That's step. Right. right. You know, is there anything in the pipeline coming up that you guys have that you that you can share with us? Yeah, I guess uh, I mean, exciting news for us coming up or exciting next thing. Um we are expanding operations. Uh, we purchased uh, another facility. So currently we're off of 2012 Dallas Street there, again, right off of um, San Emanuel and, and downtown Edo Corridor. Uh, the next location we actually just purchased here in the past year is off of Navigation. So uh, so a little further down the original NIFAs, if you're in the Houston area and you're familiar, but about a mile away from our current location, uh, we're hoping to get, uh, we're breaking ground actually this month. So, uh, wow. high fives there, uh, permitting's all good and done. We're, you know, literally starting construction. And then, uh, at the end of the month, uh, we're hoping to move production over there and, and really expand our production line. That's great. So, uh, look forward to that. And then next year, hopefully around this time, we'll have our, uh, second, uh, tap room open, um, over there. All of you guys can be jealous because we're going to continue doing some tasting here. But again, go to trueanomalybrewing.com if you're in the Houston area, if you're traveling. And, you know, for those of you that come from far and wide, uh, you know, the playoffs for baseball in the Astros most likely will be in the World Series. I, I, hopefully I didn't jinx it. But <laughs> but if you guys are there, we're, we're going to be in the playoffs. So uh, if you happen to travel to Houston, you know, go check them out. You know, yeah, be a good time. Um, yeah, and as always, we're going to have every single link in our episode description. But if you have any questions at all for Michael or any of the True Anomaly Brewing team, go ahead and reach out through us. We'll make sure we put you in contact with them. They would love to answer your questions. Yeah. That's not true. I didn't sign up for that. You did. <laughs> Well, don't worry. We, we, we signed you up. Might not give you Michael's phone it, number. It was implied. But, uh, <laughs> it was implied, right? Uh, you know, no. always like, follow, and subscribe. Neighbors don't knock wherever you get your podcast, whether it be YouTube or wherever you're listening. We want to wish you guys well. Um, catch new episodes 
every Friday with Philip and I and, you know, other great neighbors such as Michael. Uh, learn about our neighborhood as we expand it. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Indeed, Michael. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see Cheers. you guys. Peace. Out. Out.